Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. I am the host of this podcast. I'm back from holiday and I'm extremely fucking depressed. I'm joined by my co-host. His name is Lawrence Thomas High C, but no one cares what he has to say unless he's telling us about what this silly little show is. Nathan, this is the show where we get together, we talk about pop culture, we talk about movies, games, television shows, and we try and keep it positive and fun and charming, much like I'm being right now. Um, we don't know... I'm not going <sighs> to... We would avoid the toxic discourse, you might say, in yeah, some that's, circumstances. You know what, that's funny, because that's exactly what I was about to say. Well, yeah. you didn't, did you? Um, so, <laughs> Lawrence, we're back. We never left, but we're back. Oh, we definitely left, though. In our in our lived experience, we left. In our heart of hearts, we left. But in the world of podcasting, much like something annoying, we are an ever-present <laughs> annoying presence. I don't know what Espe- I'm Asbestos. Sure. Like a British school, we are the asbestos in the ceiling. Just <laughs> always lingering about. That's us, baby. <laughs> Just there, ready to poison you. <laughs> just just slowly driving you insane and slowly poisoning your mind over many years. That's this I, podcast. That was in my primary school. And the amount of people that were like, don't touch that, it's asbestos, it could poison you. I'm like, then should it still be here? Yeah. Like, wh- why, should we, why are we still debating this? Shouldn't it be removed by someone? <laughs> it probably should have. Where have you gone? Where have I gone? Yeah, where have you gone? I'm right here. Well, you're frozen. I can hear you, but your your image is frozen. That's my dog shit internet. Just ignore that. Oh, you're back. Hello. Hello. There you are. Was... I was actually just stood still for for a solid thirty seconds there, trying to trick you. It was quite impressive that you was able to talk without moving your mouth at all. Thank you. It's a talent I've been working on. But Nathan, how was Greece? It was great. It was good. It was very very drunk. <laughs> I I was drunk. 
Very good. Was it mojitos in the end? It was some mojitos, some Cuba Libres, some sex on the beach, and then I had a cocktail. And, and then you were <laughs> No, I was very much alone. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it was it was a great time. <laughs> what was the most adventurous thing you did out in, in the Greek Isles? <laughs> I really didn't do anything adventurous. No, but right, more ad- <laughs> right, adventurous based on like regular life. Did you have a little dip in the pool, a trip to the spa, oh, I, stays I, I, in your stays? I, I, I had a little dip in the in the ocean, as it were. Mm. Much like uh, Cassandra of Kefalonia, I too <laughs> braved the Greek Ocean. <laughs> That's so niche. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not that oh. niche, but yeah, a little niche, I guess. <laughs> It's true. I don't know if you actually said this on air. I don't know if I kept it in the edit. I don't know what happened there. But you were planning on reading all four Hunger Games books while you were away in Greece. Did that happen? I don't think I did say it on air. But between after we recorded the last podcast, I decided I'm going to purchase all four Hunger Games books um, and I'll read them whilst I'm on holiday. And you know full well the answer to this question because I've already told you, you (laughs) dickhead. You're just setting me up for a fun little bit here. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, Lawrence, I did not read them. I was a little ambitious with my plans. <laughs> Turns out when you're all-inclusive and drinking all day long, reading mm. is not um, its not that easy, really. So I Imagine kind of... paying like multiple thousands to go and be a nerd somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I enjoyed the few chapters of the first book that I read. <laughs> it's great and they're good books i love them i've read them before uh, as i mentioned not the not the final one i will uh, i think i'll carry on though and read read the series because i do want to read that final one before i see the movie um but but yeah no i didn't read them is the answer to that question fair enough but also saying, so them, i should say you'd read yeah so you'd read them before yes but you'd never these it, I, I forgot this you've said it multiple times is this the one are these? We're doing two of them together, by the way. This we're is doing the Jane final part one and two. It's one movie, kind of. Um, it's just it's one, one really very, long movie. Yeah, yeah, one very long movie, um, and it kind of breaks in the middle. Um, yeah. Look, I have, I had, I well, I've seen them now. I had definitely <laughs> not seen part two. Okay. Okay. Definitely not seen part two. When I was watching part one, I was like, "Have I seen this?" I don't know. I couldn't remember. But have I just seen it on YouTube? Exactly. See, that's it. I might have just watched a TikTok one time. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like when there was, you know, the little the little song bit? Like, are you, are you coming oh, yeah. to this? I'd definitely seen that. And I knew yeah. the song. So, like, uh, that that was in my mind. I'm not sure. But I've seen them both now. So, that, yes. that was, so now I can say for certain I have seen the Hunger Games quadrilogy. We had a Hunger Games break while Nathan was on holiday. We haven't recorded for about two weeks. Yes. Um, I was worried jumping straight back into Mockingjay Part 1. Like, am I still going to be like... like Because the end of Catching Fire had me like, yeah, fuck yeah, the revolution, let's go. Yeah. I was worried I wasn't going to be in that headspace. It took the movie all of like five seconds to make me like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm back in this. Let's overthrow the capital. Let's go. Interesting. Interesting. For me, it was a slow start. Really? Okay. Yeah, because like... For me, it was like, yeah, end of Mockingjay Part 2 is like, revolution, let's fucking go! <laughs> and then Mockingjay starts and it's like, revolution, let's go, maybe? <laughs> it's, like, it's just all trauma and shit for like the first part of the movie, which is fine, like, that's a good story, that's fine to tell, but it's not yeah. just like, fuck yeah, let's kill the capital and shit. Like, it takes a while to get to that stuff. I think you're right, Like the, the vibes are noticeably like, 
just sad. Like, yeah, you're right. It, it goes from very much the case of, like, the revolution's been cooking for some time, Katniss. Like, yeah. welcome to the fight. And then she gets there and it's like, well, actually, we've got to go ask the boss if we can do yeah. a fight. Um, There's politics my- and semantics and procedures yeah. and all this sort of stuff to adhere to. It's not wasted time. It ends up being incredibly relevant to, like, how the story of the two movies plays out. The, yes. thing, the thing that got me back on board um, immediately was, like, one of the, the line directly before it cuts to like the solemn white text, black backgrounds title card mm-hmm. was like Sam Claflin just being like, I wish Annie was dead. I wish Annie was dead rather than in the Capitol. Can you use character names? Oh, yeah, Finnick. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I we had a whole thing about Sam Lawrence, Claflin. I cannot remember the last time we spoke, okay? <laughs> I have had several thousand liters of cocktails. <laughs> Forced into my system during that time. Okay. okay, I cannot possibly remember anything that was said. Just refer to him as Finnick. Okay, right. But then, but when then we're going to get to like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Mahershala Ali. I don't know their names. I know who Mahershala Ali and Philip Seymour Hoffman are. You can refer to them as Mahershala Ali <laughs> and Philip Seymour. I don't know Sam Claflin. All right, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. You should I don't know, know him. him. I know Finnick. All right. All right. Fine. I'm just saying. Now that you've got to know Finnick, maybe it's time to give Sam Claflin a chance. All right. He deserves better than his current career trajectory. Well, no, is what I say. Okay, <laughs> good. We, uh, also, quick correction on the last episode. Ooh, you press the correction button. I did. <laughs> no, no, press the press the holding ourselves accountable sound effect. That's the one I want. All right, yeah, I'll press that right now. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, we were speculating about, like, how long the resistance has been going for. We yeah. were like, has this been cooking this whole time and all of this? Yeah. Um, not Maybe not so necessarily a correction, but more just like we were immediately got our answer because they've been established since the District 13 evisceration. Like since District 13 got bombed, they were just like, let's go underground and make a sneaky military. <laughs> Basically was what was what was happening all that time. Which was a while ago. Yeah, they definitely said it in like. Yeah. I mean, here's here's us taking the piss because in the Hunger Games episode we were like, "There's too much setup." We, they tell us the story of the Hunger Games and how it all started like five times, and now we can't remember they it. Do. So they do do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I get. Yeah, I guess it was a while ago. But yeah, so the the main thing is like, Katniss is just like, I'm not vibing with this. Right, I yeah. don't. I don't want to do this. And so Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, let's traumatize her real quick. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> let's fire her back up a bit. So they take her to District Twelve, which. I do have to say, it's kind of like a... That scene hit me. Well, isn't it? I was going to say, before she goes to 12... Is, the, the reason she goes to 12, isn't it? Because Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman wants to make her a propaganda star and shit like that. They want her to, they want her to be the fucking face of the revolution, the little puppet that they can... Mm. To inspire people to join the cause. Yeah, and I think she's... Uh, what, isn't her like thought process behind it like they needed to remind her who the actual enemy was rather than... Yeah, exactly. She she's pissed off with them because they didn't get all of the victors out of the game. Yeah, and so they're like, we can't, you know, we're not magic. <laughs> you got to come and see this. This shit's going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know when when she. What do you make of the whole scene when she she goes back to twelve and you kind of get her walking around? Pretty fucking rough. It's very rough. It's pretty rough. Um, the whole place has been fucking just eviscerated basically mm. it's all rubble apart from victor's village Um everything else is just rocks and skulls and corpses and 
everything like that. And is it the moment? Is it this part in twelve where she she's standing on a child's skull at one point? Is it, is that the twelve moment? Yeah. So she, that's her walking. She's walking through it. Um, yeah. And like she's, I think she's kind of like head up and looking at like a lot of the devastation on the buildings. And then she hears a crunch, looks down. It's a child's skull. And then as she gets over this mound, she realizes she's actually effectively been walking on fucking charred corpses and shit. There's a just a whole fucking street of just bones, basically, mm-hmm. which is, ah, uh, yeah, pretty grim. Yeah. Pretty grim. Not nice at all. It puts it into perspective, doesn't it? Because like last week we were like, I can't believe they're just executing people on the street. And it's like, now they're just bombing entire cities. Like, it's, pr- it's fucking rough. It's, it's like, it, this is what I'm saying about how the movie immediately got me back on side. And was just like, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't like these guys. I want them to face some comeuppance. All bombed apart from the cat. <laughs> Managed to escape unscathed. And then Well, returned. that's what I said. Victor, Victor's village wasn't bombed. Yeah. So, like... And I, and I feel like that's very intentional because, like, oh, the, the, these people are okay. You're fuck District 12, but as a message to, to Katniss or whatever, we'll, we'll keep Victor's village yeah. like, alive and stuff. Um, yeah, the cat. I'll, I'll talk about the cat a little bit more later. I've got okay. to say about the cat. But, <laughs> well, we can't, but, we can't even discuss the cat going in the bag. No, we can. We can. It's just I'm, I have more to say later about the cat. I have more to say about the cat later too. We'll sync up Great. points and see. Great. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about the cat. Later we'll on, we'll okay? see who has the better critical analysis of the cat. It's a different cat from the first movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cat in the first movie it was like a kind of like black and white fur, and now it's just a ginger cat. So it's a very fluffy cat. I like the. I like that cat. It seemed very like happy to just be there. You know, some cats are like proper skittish and weird. If you go near them, they're like, no, fuck that. Well, the cat is like that with Katniss. The cat hates Katniss. And Katniss hates the cat. Yeah. No, she's yeah. eating fucking cups at it and stuff in the in the second one. And it's like, Lawrence, oh. this is all stuff I want to say later about the cat. All right. <laughs> I just want to talk about the cat. Fine. I've fine. read the books. I know more about the cat than you. God damn it. Okay. Why was there cat lore in the books? There is cat lore in the books. Yes. <laughs> fine. 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 Then we will wait. Um, all right, yeah, so there's a scene where I think it's like it's showing what Katniss is inspiring just since leaving the games. They think they catch her up to speed and they're like, look, you're pissed off. This has all been happening since. Like, you've been asleep or resting or recovering or whatever. Um, and then you get, like, Snow talking about it. And it's just like, I don't know what it is about, like, President Snow, but, like, the minor little details for him to be, like, he t- he's like pondering over breakfast, like what what word he should use to describe the rebels in the newspapers. Like mm. he's just like down to a fine fucking pin. Is he like tactically weaving his way through this entire war? Do you know what I mean? Like it's very he lands on like criminals and radicals as opposed to rebels, and he's like, yeah, don't glorify it. They're radicals. They should be painted as like terrorists and stuff. Rebels make them sound like heroes, yeah. which they are, really. So, yeah. Yeah, but he, he knows that as well. He can't admit that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not a fucking... He's not a... He's not an idiot. He knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's... um. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I just like it. I think it adds to... It's a really scary kind of component to him that is just like... like and you get this throughout the, the rest of these two movies as well. He is just a master tactician. Like, he just... Well, I get that he, like, fumbles certain things. <laughs> I don't know if you get it throughout the two movies. You um, do you not think you definitely you get it throughout this one, oh. and then you get a bit of it in the second one, and then 
I don't know, he just kind of starts falling asleep at his desk and shit, and then everything <laughs> starts going wrong. But Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that that's caught me by surprise, to be fair, when it was like, oh, yeah, he's ill. What's he bothering yeah. with all this shit? Man, kick your feet up. <laughs> well, I think he probably wants to outlive them before he gets trampled to death, I suppose. Yeah. What happens next, Lawrence? Um, what happens next is... Um, oh, Katniss has the same um, nightmare. Uh, she, like... It's almost like a reimagining of the scene. I can't remember what movie it's in. It's either the first or the second. I think it's the first, where Katniss wakes up in the middle of a nightmare and it's Peter. The one. Yeah, yeah, and then um, Peter. He's wrong. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. Fine, fine. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, I say he was wrong. Okay, fine. Shut up. Um, <laughs> say he was wrong. Oh, I was wrong. Blah, 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 Thank blah. you. Um, but yeah, they kind of recreate it for like a second time. Um, and I don't know, I think my read on that is that like, we were kind of talking about it last week, but I think that's a pretty clear, like the movie informing us that like this, this affection, this love, this bond between, at least on Katniss's side is purely trauma based. Like she dreams of him. Mm, Yes. Mm. What a finish point. Well, it's like the nightmare she had about the Hunger Games and everything like that. And then she has nightmares. And then the real life scenario where Peter actually was there to comfort her. She then dreams that scenario again. But in like she's moved forward. She's in a different location. She's in District 13 when she imagines Peter in this new setting. She's dreaming of trauma is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. She's dreaming of being comforted from trauma. Yeah, essentially. And I think it's just a way of the movie expressing that like when she pictures this affection, it always comes part and parcel with this stuff and Peter's relationship to it, if that makes sense. Like he's, it's not a happy, comforting moment. It's a comforting moment because she's upset from this traumatic thing. I, I don't know if that's how I would necessarily read it. I mean, what you're saying isn't wrong, mm. but I feel like what you're implying is wrong. I feel like you're, I feel like you're kind of saying, and, and the, oh, this is what I'm getting. Anyway, this is the connotations of what you're saying. It's, it's kind of like lesser than not real, pretty bad because it's trauma based because it's born out of trauma. Then that kind of makes it, shall we say problematic as um, it were, no. which I don't necessarily think is the case. I don't necessarily think it's lesser than. I just think it's like, I think it's a way of showing us that like without this, and I know this, maybe this sounds a bit redundant, but like without these shared experiences, there wouldn't be this bond between them. I don't think under normal circumstances, Katniss would feel the way for Peter as she does without all of this. That's how they met. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't like, but like, if she were to meet him under other circumstances without this trauma, I think she wouldn't be interested in the slightest. First of all, she has met him. She already met him when he threw that bread in the mud. Um, kind of. Yeah. And what is love apart from fucking shared experience? That's that's all it is. Tim Minchin has a great song called If I Didn't Have You, um, which is a song that he wrote about his wife. And it's basically... It's, it's just a song where he, he basically goes... Uh, if I didn't have you, my wife, this woman I love very, very much, then I would probably have someone else who I would love just as much because mm. that's what love is. It's just shared experience. You're not suddenly destined to meet someone and then fall in love and it's them and only them and they are your one soulmate and everything like that. It's 
meeting someone and growing with them and learning and getting to know them and it goes and it grows stronger over time and you'll share experiences together so whilst that is the initial catalyst for this romance for this love yeah i i wouldn't necessarily say that that's its definition if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, it can, it's it's capable of kind of progressing beyond that. It's just because. And I and I think it does. I think mm. the the first two movies, I I was never sure about. Um, what are we calling this about? Canis? What are we called? Cat piss? No, that's not right. Cat piss. Um, no, that's not right. Yeah. What? Pe- what? What? Patness? Penis. No. Pat. <laughs> patness. <laughs> oh, Pete. Penis. No, fuck. <laughs> it is. It's penis. <laughs> no, it's not. We can't have that. The ship name is Penis. No, I'm going to look it up. There has to be an official ship name. <laughs> Everlark. There you are. That is dreadful. How is that dreadful? You don't use surnames in the ships, do you? Yeah, you do. Really? You, use, you can use whatever you want, Lawrence. As long as it works and it catches um, on. No, that's what you use. I think penis would have had a better chance. N- no, it obviously, it obviously wouldn't. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think it would have caught on better. It would have been more outrageous. Um, all right, one thing that I did want to talk about um, is this kind of like a really, really interesting component to the series that um, like in in other kind of like things like this, like teen dystopia kind of movies like what, what, what's this genre called like officially what's the name for it YA that's it yeah YA um they're normally like the protagonist is normally like proper I know I know that Katniss is in it for the cause but like the revolution that she's leading she's not really I feel like she's the figure f- the head for it but she never really feels like it's it, she's she's in it like it's always seems like conditional and transactional. Like she has to ask for certain pardons to be made where like other protagonists in different YA stuff would often just be like, can I have this? And they'd be like, of course you can. You're our favorite person or whatever. Do do you see what I'm saying? No, (laughs) not at all. Well, what are you saying? Well, like, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that like wanting to overthrow the capital Right, that's their end goal, both of like yeah. the, the revolution and Katniss. But they, as the movie obviously goes on and it makes a point of it, it's like they obviously don't hold the same values. Like they don't like. I feel like Katniss is very much not necessarily a, a reluctant hero, but mm. uh, reluctant in the process. Uh, I mean, Coin and Thirteen want to do things a certain way. And uh, and they have different ideas about what can like you know right from the beginning they're like yeah let's make propaganda let's film fucking weird CGI clips and and put you on a green screen and do all this stuff with you and and Katniss just wants to fucking walk into the Capitol and shoot an arrow directly into snow <laughs> yes <Yeah>. like <laughs> she she's she's for the cause but she wants to do the cause the problem is they won't let her do the cause that's the thing yeah they they have their own ideas about how she can be useful and what they can and what she can do for them basically which is why it's 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 frustrating for her and it's definitely not exactly what she's here for really i think i think there's a good they do a good job of keeping it consistent like like the one thing we've said in all of these episodes as well is that katniss like her thing is not playing the game her thing is just getting shit done 
Um, mm. And so I like that that carries over. I, I'm a big fan of when a really talented actor has to pretend to be a really bad one. Um, yeah. As the part, I, I love that scene of just like Katniss being like, this is District 12, let's rise up. And it's like, it, it takes a good actor to pretend to really be trying, but still be bad, <laughs> if that makes sense. I am the Mockingjay, stand with me as we fight against the Capitol. <laughs> and you're just like everyone looking around as they show that like promo. And like yeah. they're all just looking at Katniss is like, oh, you couldn't have turned it up a little bit for this, not at all. Well, she's not an actress. No, she's not. I, I like that about her. I think, she's, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good scene. I want to know what District 13's VFX budget is. And <laughs> I, I want to know who's doing this. Who's the editor? Who, who's the VFX team? I want to I want to see them hard at work because they got the graphics from the trailers and from the movie. Like, they, yeah, they There's full on just a title card from the trailer at one point <laughs> where it's like, it's the Mockingjay logo and it's like, join the fight, head to hungergames.com to find out more or whatever. Yeah, And, like, they, and they've just crossed out where it says, and book your tickets today. <laughs> yeah, it might as well have just left it in really. <laughs> yeah i yeah i i i did pick up on that but i don't know it didn't it didn't pull me out of it too much but it was a little bit like oh that's the font that's the thing um yeah yeah it can be a bit hard to swallow as well considering that they're like <laughs> like the look at all these they look at all these people that they bombed that the movie wants you to take seriously and then it's like look at the font we use the same one um yeah. it's that's that's jeffrey wright surely is the the editor on on scene is he just doing every technical job in the fucking building? Yeah, of course he is. That, that's what the, that's what the techie ones do, isn't it? Like he's hacking security, he's weapons manufacturing, he's VFX editor and producer now as well. Yeah, but you know, you know when like boomers put a job description out for their like, I don't know, their estate agency business, and they're like, mm. I need a videographer, an editor, a fucking I don't know, all of this, a director, a cinematographer, a lighting person, like. They just the job descriptions may as well be just be computer, because it's like you got to do everything on this computer that we need done on a computer. I always find it funny how like when there's like a movie or a TV show, and in that TV show there's an element which is about like making a movie, making a TV show, just filming something. How like inaccurate it is, and how like <laughs> shit it is, because like. You know what you're doing. You're doing it. Like, yeah, you're the ones making this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's always just well, that's not necessarily how it goes. But I, but obviously, like that's like they know that though. Like I think it comes I, down to like what will most general audiences care about? Because exactly. people don't watch these films like we watch these films. Yeah, that's very true. They're not like, <laughs> well, where was the best boy on this day? Where was yeah. the gaffer? to set up the lights my, like, my dad's not going to be watching this and being like hang on that's the same font as the trailer yeah <laughs> like, exactly normal people don't notice this stuff where are the microphones exactly yeah. god goodness sake um all right well speaking of like camera and uh, and like you know m people making a movie in a movie yeah um what do you think about the additions of natalie dormer and her film crew all right, love Nally Dormer. Nally Dormer's great. Yeah, um, she's a very beautiful lady. She's even more beautiful with half her head shaved. She looks great. Um, <laughs> Foggy fucking Nelson, man. <laughs> this fucking guy. 
<laughs> this fucking piece of shit, man. Leave him alone. Oh, my God. I almost switched off my TV. <laughs> <sighs> at least he can't talk in this. Was that easier to swallow for you? That was something, at least. At least I didn't have to deal with any fucking horrendous monologues from him. <laughs> About Fucking overthrowing hell. the uh, the corrupt police or something, yeah. Don't get me started. He's not a good actor, and I don't like him. I I think he's a fine actor. I think he's. I I think he is awful, <laughs> and that might be heresy for some people listening. I don't care. I don't like him. He's bad. What episode, was it? Was it the twenty? Was it the two thousand and three Daredevil episode that you went off on this? I don't think I've ever fully gone off on this. I think this is mostly just me and you know that you do this. Yeah, I, I, I don't like him. He's not a good fucking Nelson. He's not a good anything. All right. <laughs> you don't think he's a good? Uh, is it Pollock? Pollock in this? I don't fucking know his name. <laughs> he just stands there with a camera. I think he's good. He's a nice little addition. He, he... And his camera's a fucking helmet, so he doesn't even do much. He just walks around basically. No, that's no. Come on now. Some cameras have to be operated by their helmets, and they're good. He's good right. at it. Leave him alone. He's not good at it. He just wears a helmet. <laughs> I do. Fucking spoiler alert, but like in Hunger Games, in the fucking second one, when they're all going through the capital and like they fucking managed to get out of the tunnels, I was like, fucking, this guy survived? Really? Fuck's <laughs> sake, man. He's wiry. He, he gets in and out of stuff. He's, his cameramen are nimble, man. They're flexible, like more than you would you would assume. There was a clear point which would have been a great setup for him to be killed, and they never did it. The cowards, and <laughs> frankly, frankly, I don't know. He shouldn't have been in the movie. Get rid of him. Fine. All right. Well, your your vendetta. Yeah, I th- he does survive the whole way, doesn't he? I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that was hell for you. Every action sequence, you're like, just fucking off him. Get rid of him. Yeah. I don't like him. Fair enough. Um, but what do you think of the inclusion of the like they bring along a, a, a camera crew? Like, what what do you make of all of that kind of plotline going on? Um, it's frustrating, really, because like it's I don't know. I just I feel Candice's frustration because, like I say, she literally just wants to fucking fight in the war, and they're like. Oh, no, but, you know, this is a game. we got to fucking inspire the people. we got to make these movies, these little silly videos, and we'll fucking... And you'll be a hero, but not actually. You know, it's all pretend. It's all just silly little make-believe and stuff. And it's... I don't know. It's just very frustrating, and I don't like it. But that's kind of the point of it, though, really. Yeah, it, it's definitely there to, like, show how, how my, like, increasingly frustrated she's getting with, like, the whole kind of politics of it all like the fact yeah. that she just wants to get in and get done and they're yeah. like we need to build up enough momentum so that you don't die on the way out kind of thing yeah um i i like it i think it's like i think it's a nice like alternative to the like the they keep calling them like the propos and stuff of like because yeah katniss isn't charismatic she's just a good person and like hey mitch has got a great um scene about like when was think about a moment where you've been watching Katniss and she's moved you. It's when she's just compelled to be a good person. Um, mm. And I, I like that they like include a director that is like, she was there, like she's not there. She's not been like ordered there. She's there because she wanted to be there. Um, so it's like someone with a passion for what she's kind of capturing and 
with like enough intelligence to capture it in a way that isn't like okay now kneel up and you're holding a big cgi flag with the with the new resistance logo on it or something i don't know i, I like it i i would prefer it if they gave natalie dormer a bit like uh, maybe a little bit more interesting things to say a lot of the time i feel like she's like and how does that feel katniss rather than actually directing any specific thing do you know what do you know what i'm saying well this isn't a movie for directors lawrence you and all your <laughs> mates can't watch this and and talk about the mise-en-scene of the moment or whatever <laughs> no i'm saying like i I, I don't know. I just feel like there, there, there's a lot of cliche director tropes in there for her character. Like she's she walks around and she does like the whole, you know, like the the gesture or with your hands to like frame up a, a shot there. And it's yeah, it's very like oh yeah yeah okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I love the I love the idea. I wish they kind of did it a bit better, but I do still like it in the movie. That's the only way you can get across to the audience that you're making a movie. Is if you do the little <laughs> the little hands thing. It's true, yeah. <laughs> like the, you gotta do, yeah. You gotta do the little finger frame. The two gotta, the two right angle finger frame, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You gotta frame it. A, and then and then suddenly you're like, Oh, you're making the movie. No, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah it makes sense now. It makes sense. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I just um I yeah, I like it. It's a it's a, it's a good little thing. Um I like what Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is up to in this. Um, what is he up to? Tell me. He's up to. Well, we spoke about it last week as well. He's he's playing, albeit in a different, for a different side now. Literally, um, he's he's now playing 4D chess for the side that he was always secretly working for, but out in the open. Um, I don't know. I just think it's there's an interesting element of his character where, like, his whole he's been undercover for i guess an undisclosed amount of time but enough time to be trusted by president snow to a quite a crucial degree um his whole thing is about like how to sell a dictator basically and how to reap fear and having seeing him use those talents and now trying to spur on a revolution and be on the other side it's there's an interesting component to like how he it, it, we spoke about this again last week but like he does he does bad shit to do good things um and i just i like that that element of his character and i think it's interesting now that he's out in the open and just to kind of watch that just juxtaposition of how he wants to do things but how they come across you say he's out in the open but he's still not really he's still playing things very close to his chest and he's not like yes this is who i am and this is the side i'm playing He's still a little bit sneaky. Yeah, I, but that's the nature of his character in general, though. He's always got a full guy, hasn't he? He's always got, like, someone to be blamed before him. Yeah. Because, um, like, a lot of... I know he wasn't on board with all of Coin's decisions, but, like, he sat by and let a lot of them happen. And, like, I don't know, you have to assume, like, stuff happens in part two that you have to assume he would have had some knowledge of. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's he, I just think he's a very interesting character and a, a a lot of people in the room are very quick to be like like yeah, good good guy. You know, doesn't always play by the rules, but he's a good guy. I'm like, I don't know if he is a good guy. I think what he's he's doing stuff for the right reasons, but you, that doesn't make you a good person. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. about him, but yeah. I agree. <laughs> Um, is Josh Hutchison's face CGI'd? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, not initially. Yeah, um, yeah. When he, it's pretty normal when he first appears on the the 
Caesar Flickman interviews and stuff. Mm. Um, but I, I think it's just to show, like, basically what the Capel are doing to him, basically. And he's he's he, he's skinny. He's like very skinny by the end of it, isn't he? Yeah. He's very. He's a lot thinner. He just looks generally unwell. And yeah, there is a kind of uncanny valley nature to him because he is CGI and shit. So yeah, it does. It's it works quite nicely. I think it's like because I, I I couldn't tell if they'd maybe done like you know how like some people like contour their cheeks to make them look a bit more gaunt, but it did feel just that little bit off. Yeah, um, it's it's very off. I don't know if it's necessarily intentional or just a bit bad CGI, but it's it's. It's an unsettling look. He doesn't look well, really. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, I don't know, the Capitol are trying to make him, like, oh, look, he's our boy. Yeah, shit, that so. that's the thing that I like about this. The brazen <laughs> bulls for him to be, like, so openly and obviously malnourished. Yeah. And to, like, put him on the, the happy talk show time, like, with with Caesar Flickerman. And, and he's like, he's like, what do we think about Katniss? And, and he's like... She sucks. She's the worst. And his like well, eyes maybe, are bloodshot red. <laughs> well, maybe they can. Maybe the capital can sell it as like you know. Oh, he's he's so worried about like Katniss and and you know he he just wants her to stop what she's doing. That he's not eating right at the moment. He's not feeling well and stuff. So, yeah. You know, maybe there's that angle which they didn't mention. So no, but then you we kind of everyone is on both sides there's there's a whole even subplot about it going on in the movie how you you, you are you're only let in to the extent that they want you to be let in on like yeah you, peter only gets to see certain things for for peter to even know katniss is still out there and alive they have to like break through a lot of security to show a transmission or something yeah um, that's true but yeah no it's cool that's stuff true. um i really really like um the sequence where katniss is um singing and the kind of it, it transitions into this more kind of orchestral um, orchestral version of the song, and like the the civilians just like taking out the like the dam the outpost by the dam with all the peacekeepers. Um, I don't, what's the name of that? Do you know the name of that song? No, the, hanging tree, something like something that. like that. Yeah, everyone knows the song. You know the song. Yeah, we're not gonna sing it. You can sing it. <laughs> you know, you know you? the song. Are you coming to the tree? They strung up a man. They say who murdered three. Strange things will happen in a stranger would be. If we met at midnight in the hanging tree. Stop singing. There's the delay and it was so frustrating. I know, but I wanted it to be... We, I'll, I'll line us up in post and we can harmonize and it will be beautiful. Well, that doesn't help me now though, does it? No, but this isn't for us, Nathan. This is a show. Well, I'll mute you and then I'll sing. <laughs> are you? Are you? I can't tell if he's muted me or not. to the tree. They strung oh up a God. man. They say he murdered three. Strange, Strange things will happen in a stranger will be. If we met at midnight in the hanging tree. There we go. I've unmuted you. Thank you very much. I was singing along for a little bit. <clears throat> Great. Um, but yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I really, really like that scene. I just think it's it's it starts off such a nice moment. Um, no, it doesn't. No, no, not a nice moment. No, it starts off horrible because you got a horrible actor being like, "Hey, can you sing?" <laughs> and she's like, "Maybe, dickhead." He's that's nice. It's a good scene. No, 
Right, you're... You... Hey, you know how we just walked about your village and on the corpses of your friends and family? Why don't you sing us a lovely little song? No, he... Fuck out of here, Foggy. No, he knows what he's doing. He's a cameraman, but he's, he's taking on a little assistant director role. And he's like, I'm going to... He doesn't know shit. He's like, I'm going to get some good coverage here. Natalie Dormer. It's a great scene. It's a great scene. I, I really enjoy it. I love the fucking attack on the on the hydro dam and just the way that, like... The the way the fucking civilians just run into bullets. Like, they fucking know they're going to die. Yeah. And they just straight up fucking go for it because it's, it's better than what life has become yeah. for them, really. Um, it's a fucking great scene. One of the best scenes of the movie, I think, really. I think so. And it's shot really, like, it has this cinematic quality to it that is like... Well, yeah, it's a cinema movie. When, <laughs> no, but, like, it, it's a little bit elevated. Like, you, you've got the, the slightly more experimental shots of, like the the gunfire reflected off the peacekeeper's helmets and like in the rain it just looks lovely and it's like a i don't know paired with the music it's like even though they're dying and they're being like slaughtered it's it's victorious for them it's it's defiant moment and it's it's like a like a like a relay like one falls and the other one just gets straight back up and picks it up and it's like yeah. it's it's yeah it's really really good um great moment really really likes the scene do my next note is about the cat but do you want to go about the cat? Oh, I don't have anything to say about the cat until part two. Oh, okay. Um, well, there's... I don't know. I think there's 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 some cat stuff in the... When when the bombers approach District 13 and they kind of realise, kind of, you know, bunkering down for the long the long night in the, in the bunker is probably the safest course of action. Um, there's the smart decision to, like pull in all of the turrets and stuff like that so that they just don't know where the weak points are um, yeah. so that they can outlast a, a bomb or a, many bombs. Um, but the in like just kind of everyone waiting around, um, there's that scene where Katniss is like toying with the cat and she's like using the flashlight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she says later on about like kind of it being a metaphor for like snow puppeting them and stuff like that. Um, but I just think it's it's such a really I don't know I don't, I just think you, you like everyone understood it and that's like a testament to Jennifer Lawrence and how good of an actor she is. Um, but just like realizing that people are capable of just toying with people for amusement. Like I don't know she she has that realization. She's doing it to the cat, like making a monkey dance for entertainment or some sort of strategic position. It's just like a great moment of revelation for her character. Like she knew it, but she was like, Oh shit, it's this easy to fall into this. Like it's, I don't know. Did, what did you pick up on? I saw a cat chasing the light. Um, <laughs> no, but she says it like she says that it meant something. Yeah, I know. I was being facetious. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't really have anything to add to that. What you said is pretty much sums it up, but yeah, it's um, a good visualization as it were. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't, this, this also might be more of a reach, um, but there's like, I don't know, there's something about Katniss going back for Peter the same way that like, uh, like Katniss is willing to just like jump straight into the Capitol building, the Victor building, whatever it's called, um, and just like throw everything away for Peter, like potentially getting them both killed, but she at least wants to try um, and I just think there's maybe there's like a, a parallel there with like, like Prim going back for the cat and just like something that's like feeble and defenseless needing someone to save it. I don't know. <laughs> Burn on Peter. 
No, but he is like a little frail cat, isn't he? By the end of it, like he's 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 fucked up. <laughs> he needs help. Okay. He's not fighting his way out of that, is he? Um. Well, look, these things are open to interpretation. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can definitely interpret them however you like. So. So yeah, interesting is all I'll say to that one. Oh no, come on! I'm not, I'm not beefing Peter. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. We all have our own interpretation of things, <laughs> and you know, I feel like that's somewhat normal. Now I feel really insecure about it. <laughs> um, did we watch a different movie? Candice doesn't go to rescue him. What are you talking about? No, but she wants to, doesn't she? She's like. She's when she finds out that it's she doesn't know that it's already happening when she finds out about it and she's like off I go and Hamish is like it's already done man like we're on the people are out now yeah um, yeah so what I'm saying is like she will she wants to go and she from the from like minute one of the movie she's like when are we doing this can we get this done now it's my only term so like she wants to she would if can I introduce a quick um, segment of Nathan nitpicks a thing I would love you to um, Jeffrey Wright. Um, is like every technical job in this fucking base for some reason. Yeah. Um, and he's also weapons manufacturing, and he makes Katniss a bow and arrow initially for like just the propos, but he know he like makes her because he knows like it's what she wants and stuff. Um, and he makes her a series of arrows. He got regular, incendiary, and then explosive. Um, and so she knows which ones which. He's color coded them: black, yellow, and red. Yeah, red for explosive. Um, and they're color coded on the tips of the arrows, uh, on the back of the arrows, and then those arrows are put on her back behind her where she cannot see them. Um, how does she know which ones she's picking out? Um, yeah, I mean, this is a archers in movies tale as old as time, isn't it? Like, how do they, how do any of them know anything about what they're grabbing? Well, usually they're not grabbing different types of arrows, are they? Well, but like archers in movies, like Hawkeye's got different arrows and shit, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's got a little switchy thing, doesn't he? Oh, he does have a switch. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. He can, like, select his USB arrow whenever he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking outrageous, that is. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, you do raise a good point. Uh, may maybe there's just a lot of, like, stuff that was cut out of just Jennifer Lawrence fumbling the arrow type. Just, like, I don't know. Katniss probably fucks it up a few times. She's like, oh, fuck, I meant to blow them up. Oh, well, whatever. In the in the second movie, she's using that bow and arrow quite a bit, and it seems like every shot she takes is a fucking explosive shot. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of, like... Even if, like, her enemy is, like, two feet in front of her, she'll, like, <laughs> throw a fucking explosive shot right at their face and just, like, well, I'll suffer the consequences, I guess. Her, yeah. en her enemy's, like, holding, like, four kids and a box of puppies <laughs> hostage, and she's like, I'll blow him up. <laughs> I've yeah, got exactly. this. Oh, it's yeah. the finale movie. They had to go out big. Great. Anyway, that was Nathan Nitpick's thing. I, I enjoyed Nathan Nitpick's thing. Um, the, speaking of the rescue mission for Peter, uh, who is, in my eyes, akin to a frail cat, um, Phoenix's speech, um, like his mission is to basically just keep talking so that they okay. can cover up everything going on. So I said the... Uh, this the song "Damn" attack sequence was the best scene in the movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was the best scene in the movie because this was fucking good. It's such a good fucking scene, right? It's such a good scene. Phoenix speech intercut with the 
the mission, the fucking breach into the capital, into the uh, into the training building or whatever. It's so well done and it's so tense and so dramatic all the way throughout. The way fucking whatever his name is, Sam fucking Chapman or whatever. <laughs> the way he's fucking delivering that speech and it's it's so good. All of it is so well done. It's, I love that scene so much. It's it's all really well executed and like also just like I really respect the balls on like uh like because like a blockbuster entertainment movie mm. for its entire third act to be a stealth mission and a speech yeah it's like brilliant i mean not the entire third act like the climax of the movie is that um uh, yeah no the, and the speech also like it reveals some stuff that we didn't know like finnick was like sold essentially like his body was He's sold. prostituted yeah which, mm. which is like I don't know. It just adds grim. Yeah, it's fucked. And like, there's a there's a, there's a whole grimness and a whole element that we like. It it just it, like when just when we thought they couldn't get any more despicable, he's like mm. he does his his tell all piece, and it's just like oh shit. Um, yeah. And I and I I don't know. Maybe it's something about the like the performance um, or the way like Finnick as a character plays that speech. There's a like there's a smugness to it. Like he's happy to tell everyone all the horrible things that happened to him because he he wants to to expose them if that makes sense how old was finnick when he won his games wasn't he like 14 or something i think he was supposed to be like 14 yeah yeah he, he then... won i think they said he won the 65th and he's like late 20s i think he's supposed to be yeah well they they just had the 75th was the 75th was the quarter quell yeah. wasn't it so, so it would have been so he yeah so around about 14 i think he would have been yeah um so yeah around about 14 and then president snow's like oh you're desirable people like you that's pretty fucking grim yeah i know like and let's it obviously the implication is like he's not the only one that that's happened to yeah yeah exactly um yeah just kind of disgusting and i just love the way that they're like all of that is intercut and like every single they they put that stealth mission that like that little like SWAT team that goes in. Yeah. They put them through so many doors that I'm like, oh! like, yeah. like they do like the whole breach and clear thing on every door and every single door they open. I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Is, that, is this the one? Um, yeah. And it's fucked. It's, it's, and then there's the moment where all the lights come on and everything. Oh. You're like, Oh shit, they're going to get caught. They're going to get fucking shot. And then, that, and then it's just like, yeah. Oh, we're back. Like what? <laughs> Did I miss something? We're back, yeah. And and it's yeah that bit where like Katniss sees Gale and like everyone's happy that they're back and Gale's like, mm mm mm, something's fucked here. Something is fucked. Um, yeah. The whole nature of like, easy. yeah, yeah. It was like all the guns were back on us and they just let us leave. Yeah. Um, well, which which is real. And, we... and like Snow's eerie line, like how it's the things you love the most that can hurt you. Yeah. And like, yeah, obviously that's alluding to Peter, which was a pretty, like, yeah, it, it, it was more torturous for Peter because, like, he's obviously not going to get within an inch of Katniss. Like, he did, but then he was immediately well, just knocked out. He, he had a good fucking go. He did have a good go. <laughs> and, like, also, actually, yeah, saying that, maybe I should rethink my calling him a feeble cat. Exactly. Given that, like, he he practically broke Katniss's neck in two almost. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no good. Um, great, great sequence. Um, just really, really tense. 
um, had me like proper on the edge of my seat throughout the entire thing. Um, I bet it did. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even make any sense. <laughs> no, I didn't. Shout out to this movie for giving my favorite character, Joanna, 10 fucking seconds of screen time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah. It's a bit fucked. And then just also completely vilifying her in the second one as well. Yes, not not fully. She's on the wrong side of history, is what I'm saying. You can understand why, but like, I don't know if that vote ever comes out, she's not going to be everyone's favorite. I think. <laughs> like, I I get why. I do get why, and I get that. Like, you know, in that scenario, your emotions are going to take over, and you're going to vote with. Like, I mean, she votes the same way your hero Katniss did. Yeah, but Katniss votes that way to yes, get a bow in her hand. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware, Lawrence. Look, um, don't ever disrespect my girl, Joanna, okay? I'm not. Yeah, you better not. I'm not. I like Joanna. I think Joanna's great. You're next on my hit list after Foggy. <laughs> no, okay, fine. <laughs> well, Foggy outrun a hell of a lot in this, so you'll be chasing him for some time. Um, I do love the moment when, like, she, like, they get back from the capital and, and Joanna's there. She's got a big, bald head and she just has that wicked smirk on her face. Like, fuck yeah, I'm Joanna. I'm here to fuck shit up again. <laughs> and then it just cuts away from her and we never see her again. Yeah, it is a bit of a shame how little she's in this. I know. I love her. I do think it's wild <laughs> that they had, a, like, a, another victor of the Hunger Games that didn't come on the mission for some reason. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why does seem quite odd anyway shout out to hunger games part one peter tries to kill katniss he chokes her look boys um all all girls anyone all right you, you say you say your partner you know you want to do some experimenting you want to try something new you maybe you want to introduce a little bit of choking okay look that's that's absolutely fine okay and it can be very fun all right you have to know how to do it right, okay? You don't want to just fully fucking squeeze the throat and cause that person permanent damage, a la right. what happens here to Katniss, all right? This is what not to yeah. do, okay? So avoid this completely. You want to get a light squeeze on the side, okay? You don't want to press your whole palm in and just fully destroy their throat, okay? I don't, it's a nice I don't little like squeeze on the side, and it's fun for all, okay? That's not what I'm saying. It's not okay? fun for me. It's very fun for you. <laughs> what? Anyway, it was an educational moment with myself. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, uh, Mockingjay Part 2. Um, <whistles> me too. Pretend I did a flawless whistle as well. Um, you didn't. You can't whistle. Okay. Yeah, fair. Um, we never talked about Gale. Yeah, we didn't. I got some stuff on Gale in this a bit later. All right, well, we'll fuck him then. Mockingjay Part 2. Yes. Not my favourite movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's... I think it's the weakest. Hmm. It's, um... I mean, the, as a whole, it's it's my least favourite book. It's my least favourite story of the three, hmm. as a whole. Um. And I think, you know, the whole phenomenon of oh final book two movies it it's still it's you know it's n never the best decision really because then you're just left with two halves of one movie yeah two very long halves of one movie you know yeah um you're left with like 
the first two acts in one movie, and then you're just left with a whole movie of a third act, yeah. which is just <laughs> like fucking Deathly Hallows Part Two. That's just the whole thing was fucking Battle of Hogwarts, man. And it's like fucking hell, I get it. All right, like yeah, come on, man. Um, it's it's like there's there are people that <clears throat> like that, but it, like it's always at the expense of like the movie is just so badly paced, and like <clears throat> so often people will just be like, I don't want to <clears throat> watch the first part. Let's get to the good part. Yeah, and it's like oh, well, the, you're missing a lot of the emotional setup and everything else because it's you're just watching. It's a weird convention of watching one movie. It's like if I turned on any other movie and just skipped to the halfway point and went, "Here's where I'll pick yeah. it up from." I think. Um, yeah, and it's a shame, right? Because like these two movies would have told one great cut down story. Yeah, and like because part two. It does, apart from like the ending with apart not just the ending but like apart from the whole like realizing that like no matter who is in charge of Panem to a degree or like if we keep just letting whoever won the war choose who is the president like when once you cut out all those like dictator stuff it's just a lot of fluff. Well, you see, I I'd even argue that like. It's it is a lot of fluff, but then on the other on the flip side, I think some stuff as well just comes out of nowhere. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, as well, though, I think there are some moments where it's like... Well, like, the whole, the whole thing, the whole point of, like, mocking Jay, just the whole story is like... Oh, it's the big war. The war is here. The revolution begins and stuff. And then it's just like, yeah, the revolution kind of begins. And then it's like, oh, now it's over. Yeah. The war is won. And it's all just like, well, this was all very quick, wasn't it? It was all just like, it was like a big, long struggle, a big, long battle. And then just suddenly, oh, and we're done. Yeah. Okay. All it took and was it, for them just us to get to the gates. And then that's it. Yeah, exactly. It was just a... I don't know, a little bit jarring. I don't know if that's necessarily Suzanne Collins or if it's an issue with the movie, but it's... It, I don't know. It's, it seems odd, is all I'll say. I, I think there's another element as well of, like, mm. I get why the pivot to Coin being the kind of puppet master of, of the last movie was kind of brought up. They needed to, they needed to show that Pan Am wasn't just going to fall to this shit all over again. Yes, I get that, but then I also think that came at the expense of like I, I for three movies I've wanted to see Snow eat shit, yeah, and I don't think I got that properly. Um, I'm, I'm, you see, 
see this is we're, we're kind of skipping ahead to the end to the end a little bit here yeah um but i'm i'm okay with like what happened with snow i'm okay with it being the people who got him okay i'm okay with that yeah what i don't necessarily like is this kind of pivot uh this kind of switch around where it's like oh actually the revolution is worse than the capital really actually she's just as bad it's it's very interesting to have a story where like you know the leader isn't necessarily who you thought she was and you know the hero you looked up to is kind of all just in it for herself that's interesting but it also just kind of leaves a bit of a a centrist taste in my mouth just a bit like <laughs> well actually both sides are not that great you know it, it's it just there's there's a little bit of that which i just can't quite forget about it really yeah. and i know that it's not necessarily saying that but it's because it still does definitely lean to one side but it's still it's just a little bit oh you know they're both as bad as each other and like they're not like yes coin is not great and not a good person and by the end of the movie i was like yeah kill her fucking get rid of her yeah but it's it's still just like it it seems like a very like the whole thing was like the whole all three movies we've been like fucking snow's the worst snow's an absolute cunt we gotta get rid of snow and then it was just suddenly oh actually no i'm worse than snow out of nowhere really yeah i i don't know if i'd say it comes necessarily out of nowhere but i do i i take your point on it being like i think it does i think it does it seems like because even in like yes there's there's shades of coin which is not necessarily as fucking bright and shining as you want her to be but it's like as soon as the war is won and she's like she's she's like oh i've declared my self president now and now we're we're gonna do our own hunger games and all it's just a very quick turn really it's like like we were saying last week about the mask being off with the capital. Yeah. It was like Coin's mask was immediately off, like the second the war was over, really. But I, yeah, and see, she had see, full I... on she'd she tipped into full on dictator mode like immediately. See, I I get that, and I I I do see because I, I do think it is sudden as well. But like, I do think that there are there are things that lead up to that. Like, I think. Um, I don't know. I think it's akin, maybe with less nuance because it's missing two of the movies for a setup. But like, there's there's like shades of like the Emperor from um from like the prequels and stuff. Like there's shades of once the mask has slipped and once he's in power, there's no point being around the bush. No one's gonna stop me. Like there's what's the point in tiptoeing? I've won. Well, that's not necessarily the case. What the, for this or he? Well, no, with Star Wars, he's not like I'm the Emperor. I'm evil now. You're all under my thumb. He's like, I'm the Emperor. I'm your friend. But I, I think there's there's a part of that with Coin when Coin's like, this is look, look this this Hunger Games with all the capital officials' children. Like it's the way that we can satisfy bloodlust with the least amount of killing possible. That that's obviously a thinly veiled excuse for her just wanting to like be like, I'll do a Hunger Games as well. Fuck you. Like. But that that scene though, there's, I don't think there's any interpretation of that scene where anyone's like, yeah, she's got a point. It's it's very cl- it's very clearly like, no, that's fucked up. 
those who re- those who forget history are doomed to repeal it or whatever the quote is. Mm. It's very it's very much that kind of vibe. Yeah. No, I yeah, I, I it's it's a tricky one. And I think maybe if the movie dedicated more time to that, it would be yeah. it would be less jarring. I do think there are like certain things, but you're right, it it's almost like a little bit and then full steam right at the end rather yeah. than a, a steady build up like there's little things like just like the way that she refers to like Katniss going off on her own as like insubordination and it's like calm down yeah like using big words like that it just it like I mean I know insubordination is not a big fucking word but like I was, using I was gonna a, say, that's not really that no but like word. using a loaded term like that yeah. when you're running a revolution like it's not insubordination it's it's her just going off and doing something like it's I'd, making a choice yeah exactly exactly but like her choosing to kind of display it like that um i don't know it is it is sudden i i do see what you're saying i i just think the pacing of this movie is just all off really yeah it's i think this movie's very badly paced mm. like quite badly also like what i remember from all the like i think even the poster on netflix it's got like jennifer lawrence and like a red version of her mocking jesu and that Such was all like poster man but like where was that? that wasn't in the movie no i know it's, it's a symbolic thing isn't it but yeah i want to see that man yeah it's cool i i wanted to see it too it does it does look cool and the whole movie i was like yeah where's this red suit let's go <laughs> when's she gonna paint it or is it the blood of the capital who knows <laughs> also right I, I want to know if this was just me, because when I was watching on Netflix last night, it was it was doing something really weird. And I like, I thought it was maybe just my TV, but then I put like another thing on Netflix and it was fine. So I don't know what it was, but it was framed very weird. Because you know it's in like the... Yeah. Was it? Is it two by three? The letterbox format? Is that what it is? Uh, it's... Yeah, something like that. It's referred to as yeah. cinema scope. Which whatever. Fucking, not, yeah. fucking nerd. You fucking stupid cinema cunt. <laughs> but that, that's whatever, the main you, aspect ratio. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. Your fucking cinema sins scope or whatever you fucking watch. <laughs> it was it was that, all right? But it wasn't centered. Yeah, it was it shunted was like, up, right? Yeah. It was, was it the same for you? Yeah. I did, See, I was going to text you about this, but then I figured it was probably just our TV. Because <laughs> now it's troublesome because we have the same TV. We can never compare <laughs> these things. True that's true so we still don't know <laughs> yeah um so yeah we don't have an answer on that one folks but we'll get, yeah. we'll get back to you with the important stuff it was weird though because like for the first 10 minutes it was really pissing me off i was like what the fuck's going on here this is doing my head in yeah but then i went i went off and then came back on it from the menu and it stayed the same i was like i guess this yeah is i what did it the is. same yeah yeah i had subtitles on it first because i was eating crisps so i I thought it was there at first just to accommodate the subtitles so i was like oh it's fine or whatever oh i see and then i turned the subtitles off but it was still the same and i was like what the fuck i don't like this (laughs) yeah i love that i had subtitles because i was eating crisps that's great i was crunching man (laughs) yeah you got that's true yeah it's actually not not a bad idea um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah very funny um yeah no I, yeah it, it, it was it was a little bit weird but yeah we i can't say if that's the same for other people um but yeah i feel like i've never seen it before on anything else either no me neither weird yeah um anyway moving on i, I also think there's there's elements of the love <laughs> triangle in this movie yeah. that i'm just like oh shut up like fuck off it doesn't 
it did nothing for me after a while. Yeah, there, there was moments where I'm like, any any time she like kisses Gail, I'm like, what's going on? This this all just seems really just forced. Yeah, now she doesn't really. like Gail. Seems... She doesn't love him. No. Well, I don't know. I think I, there's I, a I'm... clear cut moment in this movie that when he when Gail tells Katniss that killing isn't personal, that's the moment yeah. he loses. Isn't that the first movie? No, second one. It's when they're on the mission. Um, they're they're flying off and they're all dressed in their SWAT SEAL Team Six outfits. Um, Isn't it, I thought it was at the hospital in the first movie. No, no, no. It's this one. I'm fairly certain. Okay. It's on my part two notes, and I watch them on different days. So, all right, fair enough. Um, I also watch them on different days. Yeah. Well, when I say I watch them on different days, I I, I watch one at like midnight and then one at like six a.m. So, <laughs> okay. I watched one Monday night. And then I watched one Tuesday night. Ah, you've had a little breather, I see, to, to gather your thoughts. Um, oh yeah, I think that's the moment when he says killing isn't personal. It just like he loses. Yeah, that that scene was very much like you. You could very much see where like Canis's point of view, like you know, the people of the capital, they're like they're not bad people necessarily. Like it's, it's just the world they've been brought up in. They don't know any better. Yeah. It's not their fault. They was born there. Just like, it's not anyone's fault. They were born in district 12. Really? Mm. If, if they're born into a world where they're favored, that's that they didn't ask for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. It's privilege and all that sort of stuff, but they're not bad because of that. Oh, this is getting muddled. I don't well, know. No, but like, I also, I think you're, what you're saying is right though. Like mm. there, are, obviously it's a nuanced debate and, there are perspectives that we could never talk on behalf of, but like, th th especially you growing up in your country. <laughs> but there's like elements of it where, um, like it, <clears throat> Peter's saying stuff, right. And he's on the, on yeah. all the speakers and stuff. I know this is in the, uh, the first one, um, yeah. but Peter's saying stuff and, and Gail's like, you could put a gun to my head. I would never say those things. And it's like, well, let's try that out then. Shall we? Yeah. Let's see. Because, you haven't been in that position. Yeah. It, it's very easy to say when you haven't experienced it. Yeah. Really. And bearing in mind, Katniss has been through it like three times. Yeah, exactly. She's probably like, dude, shut up. You telling me this. Gail's very much like, <laughs> I don't know. I found it a little strange that like, I mean, I get it. Cause it's Liam's Hem Liam Hemsworth and he's a big guy or whatever. And he's like very handsome, but like, he's a media, like, I am a high command in the military and I am an 18-year-old boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's very much like, oh, yeah, he's one of the command. He's in charge. Yeah. Like, what? What's going on? Yeah, and, and I love the movie tries to convince <laughs> us he's 18. Man is 32 or whatever. He's like, like whatever <laughs> yeah. he is in real life, he's not 18. Um, yeah, I think he's supposed to be a little bit older, like maybe 2021 20, or something, but still. But, it's but like, still, no. Yeah, I still yeah. don't buy that for a second. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I do like that there are. I love that he is like he grew up as like a hunter, and like now he is like very well. He spent like a weekend um, at District Thirteen, and he's now extremely yeah. well versed in the art of fine combat. Like <laughs> yeah. he's like going through doors as as like Marines do and shit. And I'm yeah, like, he's breaching and clearing. He's checking his corners. Yeah, he's, I'm like, he's who's this for, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's proper trying to impress Mahershala Ali's character as well. Like, <laughs> see, now there's a character I like. Yeah, he's Mahershala cool. Ali. He's very good. I like him. He's he seems to have like a, a not a soft spot for Candace, but he's he just seems to be a nice guy. Mm. Really, like he he's not one of the like 
dickheads of the revolution, basically. There's that lovely line where he says, like, you know, you need to... He, he doesn't outright say anything because he's like, I'm not committing treason. But, like, yeah. he's he's saying stuff like, you know, ask yourself honestly what coin needs from you now. Like, the yeah. revolution has started. If you die, it is probably the best case scenario for her. Yeah. Um, and, like, she really takes that in. Um, he, he reminded me of, like, like Hamish when he's not around. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's the surrogate. He's the word of, wis- the, the, the word of wisdom that comes in. Yeah. And, like, kind of is the only one that can get through to her as well. Um, and he has that brilliant line about how, like, she's gonna, he's not going to let anything happen to her whilst he's in command. And she needs to have a long life. Um, and she asks, like, why? You don't even know me. And he's like, because you've earned it. Like, he says, mm. like, those, you've earned it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess she has actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, great character. Well, Hush Ali's great. He's a great actor. Oh, he really is. Yeah, this was like, yeah, this was what 2015. This movie. This was like his not his early days of his career, but like where he was starting to get picked up a bit more. I think at this point. Yeah, definitely the biggest thing he'd done at this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he did. He was in Luke Cage, wasn't he? As well, the Netflix. <sighs> he thing. was. Yeah. I think I was after this, though. Or around about the same time. They probably filmed about the same time-ish, yeah. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, cool. Great. Um, Very cool. I do... I like... um, Again, like... Pacing is off and it fucks with it massively. But I do enjoy... Like, obviously, in the first two stories... I'm saying stories because movie spins too. But, like, in the first two stories, you've... You know, we've got the Hunger Games in the first one. And then we've got... Oh, we're back to the Hunger Games with a quarter quell. And in this one, it's like... It's not the Hunger Games, but it also kind of is. Yeah. We're going to bring the Hunger Games into the city, which is quite creative, quite fun, really. I mean, just, again, it just speaks to, like, Snow. Just, like, he knows what the fuck he's doing. He knows how to sell this. He's, like, make people, like, these people that are storming the city, let's still make it a show <laughs> and make people point and laugh at their deaths. He's like, let's yeah. let's infantile it or infantilize it. What's that word? Infantilize. Yeah. Infantilize? I don't know. The word. No, I mean, Imagine yeah. I said it right and that word. Yeah. Um but yeah, like let's let's trivialise it. Let's make it let's make them look small and pathetic. Um Yeah. And he's fucking clever. Like that's fucking that's a good tactic. He's very clever. Yeah. And he's got like all these game makers at his disposal. Why not use them? Why not turn the city into a weapon? Exactly. Really? He's he's fucking he's yeah. he's evacuated it anyway. I also think it's pretty clever from Suzanne Collins' point of view. Um because like I think a lot of the times with these like YA franchises and stuff, there's there's always a point like usually around the last one where everything changes. For like for Harry Potter, it's like oh we're not at Hogwarts anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. we've been at Hogwarts for one to seven. Now we're not there. Oh, we're not in the Hunger Games anymore. Oh, we're not in the Maze Runner or whatever the fuck happens in that franchise. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any of them. We're now <laughs> and, in the Maze and, Fast Walker. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but there's always something about it which feels off, yeah. Because it's not what you're used to. It's like it was when Harry Potter, like there's a whole movie where they're running about the fucking woods or whatever, and you're like, what, what's going on here? This doesn't feel like Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and also, so if it's, it's quite, if it's like the same director carrying over, they're so used yeah. to doing it that they've forgotten how yeah. to make another movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So cough, it's David definitely interesting. Yates. Cough. Someone's got beef with David. I fucking Yates. hate David Yates. I think he's useless. <laughs> on David Yates. Oh, fuck. He knows what he did. <laughs> I think anyone involved with that franchise knows what they did. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I just think it's clever to like kind of get around that issue, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're we're out of that scenario, but with his way, we can still kind of have it included. So I think the the yeah. thing that I take umbrage with in that, and this is kind of why I called it a bit of filler earlier. Like, mm. I do think there is, although I get why, like it's 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 threat, right? It's persistent threat. There are like mutts chasing them, and like a flood coming. And like, oh, speak, speaking of the mutts, remember like when I said in the first one, yes. it's like that that's what they were supposed to be, basically. I see. Okay, that's, yeah. That's what was the finale of the first Hunger Games, really. Only they were supposed to look more like the the people that had been killed. Yeah, I remember but... you saying there was supposed to be like Rue's face stretched over a one or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which yeah. is fucked. <laughs> that's yeah. not good. It, in this, they're more just like generic zombie monsters or whatever. Yeah, but... we're literally yeah hoarded a horde of humanoid animal things. Yeah, yeah the point comes across. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, but that I do think there is an element missing of like you start to lose a grasp on like the humanity of it all. If that makes sense, like you, there's not anyone there to have a different point of view for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true because it's all just like traps and like yeah oh this this one will burn you this one will drown you in a liquid and turn you into a fucking spike or whatever the fuck happens there yeah this was it was all just weird little things it, it, like, there was no like the, the moment and i know this sounds stupid because of all those big threats but the moment where they just have to run out of one of the city places to get to another place where they're just like it's like they're just running out of a train station and been chased by the fucking peacekeepers yeah. like that was the most interesting part of it all. Exactly, really. yeah, well, and that's no, why the mutts maybe. The mutts was quite interesting, but the, the, but the yeah, mutts but was interesting, yeah. but only when they killed someone. Yeah, and it was interesting yeah. because oh, I okay. cared about the person that was killed. Like, here we go, my king, my my soldier, my <laughs> my beautiful beautiful boy. Oh, he was done so fucking dirty, man. He was done very dirty. Yeah. Rest in peace to a true king, if there ever was one, Finnick O'Dare, man. Oh, you see, you see him just before he gets pulled down, reaching for his little pill as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh. oh what, what a fucking brutal way to go, man. Yeah. Just got, and he was doing so well. He was clearing them out. Yeah. He he killed more fucking mutts than anyone. I, that that trope of like. Like you, you know when the movie is like, I gotta get everyone yeah. out, and it's like you gotta get out, bro. You're gonna die. You're like you... uh, Paz Vizsla in the Mandalorian season three. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Just Garfield in the um, <laughs> in 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 one of those Doctor Who episodes he's in. He doesn't die. No, nah, but he gets pulled down the stairs, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. ah, I stayed yeah. back to make sure everyone got up safe, and now I'm paying the price um yeah but yeah no i i yeah <clears throat> but i i just felt it weird that there was like that 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 train station bit where they just like a couple of peacekeepers are shooting at them that was the most entertained i'd been for like a solid 45 minutes yeah in the movie because you you just look when everyone in the movie when everyone in the movie for a solid 45 uninterrupted minutes is just saying snow sucks doesn't he it get like yeah. i know yeah <laughs> i got it <laughs> this is the thing it's it, again i think it's the pacing yeah it's like they have just too much time to play with so they're like oh we gotta make this longer and it's just like it's literally an hour of them just walking about the city and then be like oh shoot an arrow oh there's a trap oh we'll make camp here for the night let's have a little chat yeah what do you think of snow i'm gonna kill him well that's lovely yeah um and, and it's just that for an hour basically and it's just like 
yeah you really wanted to sell two tickets for everyone yeah yeah like... you're just pulling this out as far as it can go yeah um yeah it just there's just a lack of tangibility to it like you don't i don't care i know i can't touch one of these mutts so like i i i can't help but feel a little disappointed by the capital as well like <laughs> yeah okay yeah because it's just like it's the capital it's supposed to be like the most beautiful grandiose city you know decadence and wealth and luxury and everything the capital has everything all the districts don't it's supposed to be the most fucking grandiose beautiful thing and i and i think they leaned too much into the fact that well it's a war zone so we've got to make it look shit mm. and like they do but it like i don't know they like it looks like fucking you see footage of ukraine and it looks like that and it's like i don't think the capital should look like that even like yeah the buildings are a little bit wrecked but the buildings are still like tower blocks of flats. Yeah. And it's like brutalist architecture. It's like, this is what the capital are living in. Like, it's not like glass buildings and fucking. It, sh exotic it should feel materials. more Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of shit, shouldn't it? Like, it should feel sleek and, and futuristic rather than just like brutalist. Yeah. Really. It's all just grey stone, which. I, I don't necessarily get the vibe that the capital should be like that, really. I feel like it's 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 all expensive streets in London. Like, just... Yes. Not even that, because even that gives off, like, wealth and privilege. But, like, this... It, I'd say it's more like fucking... Uh, like, again, like fucking Eastern European, like Ukraine and uh, Pripyat and all that sort of stuff. It's very much that kind of vibe, like war-torn. Um, it shouldn't even be that war-torn, should it? Like... Aren't these like the first wave that have stormed the capital? Kind of, yeah. So like, it shouldn't be this fucked. Yeah, but it's it's pretty empty as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, also, but... like, yeah, like, give us some like clothes on the floor, something that shows yeah. people have evacuated quickly. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I I do see what you mean. It's a lot of walking through empty, derelict streets that don't give off the like. When you look at all those houses, I cannot imagine yeah. Caesar Flickerman living in one. Exactly, that's the thing. Like, it's supposed to be decadence upon decadence, and it's just like, oh, that looks like a council, a block of council estate flats. Yeah, they go in, in they like go into fucking... the stairs at one point, and I'm like, this is bleak, this is boring. Yeah. Like, I just don't believe that all these people with fancy wigs and stylish beards and stuff would live there. Yeah, me neither. I just don't buy it. I do not buy it. Mm. I do like the um, the scene where they're like, Oh, come to President Snow's gaff and we'll all be safe. And then Peter and Gail, not Peter and Gail, um, Candice and Gail have to like make their way through the crowd and stuff. That's a quite good, quite tense scene. I, I like that scene. That's a very good scene. I like that. Like they're like they're pulling people's hoods down. I'm like, what would what were you expecting? Yeah, they're not just letting anyone roll in. Like yeah. they are still looking for the most wanted people. Um, but I I like that they <clears> like they they see that people are being id checked and they like turn around just quietly turn around yeah but then they see more people coming like turn around again and you just see gail like reach <laughs> yeah. for a gun and it's like what is gonna happen here like it's very tense and very very fun i like that scene a lot yeah and they are quite literally saved by the bell like yeah quite literally um and then it's just fucking horrific really yeah do you want to um and this has been way more all over the shop this episode but like yeah the, the back end of this but we're now just kind of the move the movie is doing a hard job of like wrapping up its theme so we're trying to <laughs> copy that vibe <laughs> like, um before we talk about the bomb the bomb yes um 
do you want to I, the, the, I was going to say earlier on the love triangle stuff there's a scene that I just wish was cut and it's oh, okay. there's a scene where Kat, they believe Katniss is asleep and at first it was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. at first like Peter passes Gail something I think to like clean a wound and he's like thanks and they sit down and I thought they were going to have the obligatory they bro it out at the end moment yeah, and it just like it became like them just kind of clapping at each other and being like, "Well, that kiss meant nothing." And he's like, "Well, I never got a kissy wissy like that one." And it's like, yeah. boys, bigger, bigger the thing fucking I... things. Perspective, please. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. But the thing I don't like about that scene is it's it's so just like fucking. It fully commits to the love triangle, which is the worst part, yeah. I think. It's I like, feel like it commits well, more she's... than Katniss commits. It, it definitely does. It's like, well, she's got to pick one of us, so we'll we'll wait and see which one she picks. And I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Can you ju- can you just not? Like there's <laughs> there, like you said, there really is fucking bigger things at stake. We're fighting a war. This is for like the future of the entire fucking nation. And they're just like, which one of us is going to be her boyfriend? Oh, yeah. like fucking hell. I like, I'll be honest, right? You two should be talking about the fact that neither of you will be alive in six hours. Yeah, like, exactly. That's more likely than either one of you being a boyfriend. <laughs> and you're both going to die virgins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Gail's fucked. Gail's definitely fucked. No. I don't, oh, but then he's he's a family man, isn't he? When he's not with Candice, yeah. he's looking after everyone. I, I don't think there's anyone in 12 he would have felt. It would have been like, no, I love Candice too much. Yeah, true. And everyone in 12 talks. Maybe like, I can't fuck anyone unless cause I might, might get back to Candice. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Interesting. Right, anyway, the the bomb. The bomb, the bombs. The bomb, the bombs. The bombs. Yeah, the bombs the and bomb then and the, the bombs. bombs. Beautiful little scene of the way that like the the plane comes in and like the little packages drop, like the little gifts in the Hunger Games and stuff. Yeah. Um and there's just like this eerie silence and everyone's like, Oh, what's all this? Is it package? Is it refugee food? Is it a little a little snack for my little tummy one? Um <laughs> no, it's a bomb. It's a bomb and it's gonna kill you. Yep. Um yeah, brutal. Pretty brutal. When they go but, off, they just go off as well. You're like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's fucking and that is a crowd of children. That is yeah. like they f- they make a point to be like, all the kids come over here in this one little area. All come all the kids, grab the kids, put them all over here, all in one nice big area, all together. Now let's dump a shitload of bombs on these kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking rough. It, it's it's one of them where it's like mm. it's like. I don't know if you buy that coin. Like, if 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 you buy that coin as a character could have done this, and I do, and and I know I I buy that her as a character could have done it. I mean, in the sense of like, if the movie pulls it off for you, yeah, then it's brutal, and it's a <laughs> moment where the wall's been pulled over your eyes, and you go, oh fuck, yeah. And if it doesn't work for you, it's just kind of this <laughs> like this cavalcade of stupidity basically like it works for me yeah i i see it and i i i like it and i and i i don't know there's just an element of like my god the stars really aligned in the war zone for you didn't they do you if you if you know what i'm getting at uh yeah yeah i i i don't know i think that's more just oh, it's a movie it's a, yeah it's a movie whatever like <laughs> yeah um 
but yeah, like yeah, the the stars aligned for Katniss when like she was about to get her hood pulled down and then the missile comes in or whatever. Like yeah, it's a it's a movie. It's, a, it's dramatic tension. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a tension reliever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do wish that they would have treated Pim's death as a bit more prim. What did I say? Pim. I'm thinking of my own holiday. <laughs> the drink. Yeah, gonna be having Pims <laughs> in the sun. Uh, in England, when it won't be sunny. Um, yeah, no, I, I wish they would have treated her death as a bit, just a bit more impactful than it was. I do too. It's it's very odd because like the mo- the franchise started because of saving her. You see, it's strange because I think it does, but it's just not immediate. That's the thing. Mm. Like, it's it's very much like Pr- Prim dies in an explosion. Spoiler alert: there's a bomb. Um. And and then it's just like not addressed for like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, and like it's her like, mum's on the on camera, and like yeah, her mum's in like, the scene. I'm like, do you not? You don't seem like you give a shit either. <laughs> it's like the war. The war's over. Mm. Oh, and now we live at this building where Snow lived. Oh, and now I'm talking to Snow. Oh, now oh Snow said, "Rest in peace to your sister." All right, I guess I kind of acknowledged it. All right, let's move along. That was brushed over pretty quick. It's not really addressed until Katniss goes back to 12, mm. really, fully. And then we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, the moment itself, it's, I don't know, it's brushed aside pretty quickly. I think it's brutal, and I think it's a very, it's awful what happens. And I think, yeah, like you say, it it all started with Prim and the fact that we got to this point and the reason this whole began because of her, it now, I guess, the Katniss would feel like it's, what was the point yeah. of anything, really? Which would be fucking brutal to deal with. Um, go on, you talk about it, and then we can talk about the the twelve stuff. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. It it does feel <clears throat> largely dismissed, and I just I I wish that it had more of an impact. Given like what you said about it's where the series starts. It's it 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 should deal out that issue of like. The reason Katniss got involved in this fight is to save those closest to her, and then unwillingly mm. she became a symbol for a larger movement that got carried away. Yeah, like she didn't ever try and spark a rebellion. It just happened because she was a- an unwilling leader and didn't realize that she had it in her to lead. Um, and I just so I don't know. There's just an element of like the fact that then Prim still ends up dead anyway. It should weigh on her more. It should hit Katniss harder than it does see here's the thing I think it does I think we do see it again it's just not an instant thing mm. it's just not it's delayed gratification you know it's it's not that instant hit we and I think again there's an issue with the pacing of the movie because again it is quite badly paced where we will go it's just like they almost went oh we'll put a pin in that we'll come back to that in about 10 minutes or so just yeah just put that there and now let's let's get rid of snow let's get rid of coin whatever let's wrap this up and then we can deal with it. Well, yeah, because because the film f- for two hours, the film does <clears throat> not much, and then in the last yeah. fifteen minutes, it's like it does. So yeah, much it's like coins last, turn like, to the dark side. Coins death. Yeah, uh, the payoff for snow and and vilifying snow in the last bit, and then snow dying, yeah. Prim dying, Gale perhaps having something to do with it. Like it's it saves all of its meat for the last five fucking or like fifteen minutes yeah. of the movie. It's it's badly paced is what we're getting. Like, yeah. If there's anything to take away from this episode is that Mockingjay Part Two is badly paced. Yes. Um. But whatever. Um. Now, okay, Lawrence. I've been talking about it. I've been I've been alluding it to the whole episode. Yeah. Cat talk. Time for okay. some cat talk. 
Time for some cat lore if there ever was any. Yes. All right. Look. Prim died. Okay. And again, we don't necessarily get to see uh, Katniss do of it until here. Until when she goes back to 12. And when she fucking sees... Is it Buttercup, the cat? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Buttercup. And this is the moment that fucking broke me. This mm. truly fucking broke me, this moment. I hadn't cried at all during Mockingjay Part 2. Well, I was I was sad when Finnick died. I poured out my drink and I was very sad. Yeah. Um, but but I didn't necessarily cry. And I didn't cry when Prem died. But when the cat comes back, I fucking bawled like a baby, man. <laughs> Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is so good in this scene. Yeah. The way she just fucking breaks down and explodes and just like attacks the cat, just throwing shit at it, just like... Prim's dead, fuck off, get out of here, you're not needed, go away. And it's just, oh, it's brutal. So the thing with the cat, okay. Hmm. Um, I don't think this is touched upon in the first movie, but Katniss and Buttercup fucking hate each other, all right? Yeah. They're, they're always at odds. I think it's it's touched upon a little, because like, I think you see in the first movie, Buttercup hisses at Katniss, and she'll probably like say something mean to it, like, oh, you cat, or whatever. <laughs> <I don't know>. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah they they just don't like each other um in the book it's it's obviously expanded upon and basically what happened is when prim was a little younger she found uh buttercup and brought it home um obviously they're a poor family they're struggling to feed themselves and ever practical canis was like you can't have this this is just another mouth to feed we can't we don't have the fucking resources to take care of this or whatever yeah. and she actually tried to drown the cat she tried to kill the cat to get rid of it oh my god <laughs> yeah um but she stopped herself because she like realized how much it meant to prim she just saw like how happy it made prim and stuff and then she was like fucking fine keep the fucking cat whatever if it'll keep you happy and stuff and they've just had this kind of like um animosity between them like her and the cat they've just had this hate hate relationship between them um and so just having katniss having that fucking anger explode out of her at cat and just throwing everything at her but then just remembering that Prim fucking loved this cat more than anything. And she loved it so much that she went back in the fucking middle of a bomb raid to get it and all this sort of stuff. And then her just accepting the cat as well. It truly fucking broke me. Mm. I think it's, I think this is the moment, like I say, where we get the reaction to Prim's death from Canis. This is where we get the impact of what it meant to her. And it's, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. I think. And it's really uh, well presented. I think there's there's an element of it as well that it's like, I can forgive the pacing being a bit odd in the last kind of 15 minutes because like, I, I, like you say, ever practical Katniss is just like, there is a component of her where she doesn't let shit get to her until stuff is wrapped up and done. Yeah. Like, so there is an element of like, I can see that like when she finally touches like boots on the ground back at her home. Yeah. That's the moment where she goes oh, fuck, I can let some of this steam out now. Yeah, that makes sense to me. She's like, I've, I've still got a job to do. I can yeah. I can deal with that later. Right now, I need to kill Snow, I need to kill Coin, whatever, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I see I see where you're coming from. I, I also think that that's like, it's impossible to keep everything in an adaptation, but it sounds like some of the real dark shit they got rid of um, for the movies. Uh yeah yeah they did yeah the books are def definitely a lot, uh a lot darker yeah. and a lot more intense. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about uh coin, uh biting the arrow. Um, right decision. Again, we've talked a little bit about like 
what it all means and stuff and mm. and everything like that. But um, yeah, I I like that Katniss like again voted yes to the the Hunger Games basically to kill her. Yeah, like she plays the game. She finally remembers how to play the fucking game. Yeah, she plays the game and and Haymitch as well. Haymitch is has always been like. I don't know, like there for Kat- he's always been in Katniss's corner. Yeah, really. Like even if he is, you know, he'll act reluctant about it. He never is reluctant, but he'll act it. Um, and he's his vote is purely for her at that point, really. Oh yeah, because like he he like figures out and shit. Um, he sees. Yeah, I don't even uh, think he necessarily sees what she's doing, but he sees that she's doing something. He know. Yeah, he knows that like she wants something, and he's like, well, whatever the fuck it is, let's let's see where this goes or whatever. Yeah um so yeah i like that and it it makes sense yeah it makes sense she like i say when when she says let's let's do a hunger games i'm just like nah gone fucking get rid of her straight away yeah it's just it's straight out the gate Mm. it kind of also like the vibes are off from the Mm. second everyone's in that office when she's like I've declared yeah. myself interim president and Hamish just laughs and he's like, how long is that going to be for? And she's like, well, the people are too emotional right now. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that is very Palpatine. I'll give you that. Yeah. That is very, well, I, I need to hold on to my power for a little bit. So let's yeah. Think of what's best chill. for the people. Yeah, exactly. At this time of war, yeah. this no, How could I possibly? Become... Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, isn't exactly. about me. This is bigger than me. Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. What a fucking, I'll say rude words. Um, yeah. I I like um, that the end. I just like the, 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 I'll tell you what, the only thing I don't really like is that, like I say, I just don't, I just wanted that one extra bit of satisfaction from Snow's death. I like that Katniss is being dragged away and you can just see her start to smile watching snow die Mm. um i do like that i just wish that there was like i don't know i i I, I don't know what i wanted but it wasn't quite what i got if that makes sense yeah that's fair that's fair like i say i'm all right with the people killing him yeah because it's the people who he fucking inflicted pain upon yeah for so long Um, i'll tell you the, the way it feels to me and again not to keep bringing up this uh this franchise but when Voldemort dies in Deathly Hallows Part Two, in the in yeah. the books, there's a big conversation about how Harry one up Voldemort. Yeah. And as they like pace around, everyone at Hogwarts, everyone is there watching this final duel take place. And yeah. when Voldemort dies, there's a big fanfare about how like I think there's a there's a line about Harry doesn't he doesn't know whose hands were on him first, but suddenly it felt like everyone was embracing him. Um. And and in in the movie it ends up like they they just fight in like on like the little courtyard. No one gets to see it, and they don't say a word to each other. Um, yeah. And so that that was kind of I just felt let down on that front by um, by this movie. I just wish there was like a final exchanging of words that wasn't about coin. Like the whole their their last thing was talking about how they were too focused on each other to see what coin was really planning and what she was up to. But I'm like, you still have the beef. You were still too focused on each other for a reason so i just wanted to see that explored finally this is my whole thing about like coin just suddenly coming out of nowhere yeah it's just very oh and now i'm the real villain yeah, <laughs> yeah all along yeah yeah i don't know um odd anyway um philip seymour hoffman is posthumously giving katniss a letter 
Yes, yes. Sadly, Philip Seymour Hoffman died. It was, it was really close. It was like a week before filming ended or something. Um, and they clearly had just like one scene and they're like, oh, Willie Harrison, here, just read this or whatever. Yeah. That'll do. And it's like, I, it does come across in a, a little bit like, I mean, there are certain things that you can and can't mm. do to avoid it. Um, but like, I, I, he, I like that in the letter, he's like, I can't be here. I've had to leave, leave Pan Am forever. You'll never see me again. <laughs> I have to go now. My home planet. <laughs> yeah, it's very much that. Um, yeah. But then, like, again, this is what I was saying earlier. Like, he he just gets away scot free, doesn't he? Like, he just. Oh, he's he never did anything. Yeah, I I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did. I think he stood by Snow's side and helped him kill many people. <laughs> yeah, but... for good reasons. But but yeah. still did it. That is true. I think his that sense. Is I think true. so many years of fake service, and and then he he's he knows to do one thing, and that's all he can do. And I think his sense of himself is so thin that he doesn't really know what he's doing after that point. Once wartime yeah. is over and there's nothing to strategize anymore, I don't know if he has a purpose. He sacrifices his soul for a sunset he'll never see. Oh God, R.I.P. Indeed, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, not, I, I'm, I'm satisfied enough. I wish it was better. What are they about the ending with Katniss and babies and Peter? Uh, here's. I'll read my note verbatim. Um, right. I'm not sure we needed the flash forward, but Harry Potter did it, so I guess I liked her uncertain future with Peter, and I think showing that she has kids after saying that she wouldn't have them is too indicative of her mindset after trauma. I would have rather they left us with something to think about. God, you're cynical, come on. Well, I am a little bit, yeah, because this is an incredibly cynical franchise. <laughs> like, I I loved it when they got in bed and Peter said to her, "You um, you love me, real or not?" And she said, "Real," and and it was left there, and I like that. And then it's like, and now we have two babies. And I'm like, okay, I got that that was probably going to go in that way. But a small part of me likes the ambiguous nature of like, were they ever happy? Did they ever? What is it where you fucking film cunts and ambiguous endings? No. You're always like, oh, what if I don't know? What if I did know? All right. What if I like a happy little ending? It's not. Ha- <laughs> mm. it's, not it's not happy. Uh, no, it is. A, a, a very peaceful life with a loving family? Oh, what a fucking tragedy. No, uh, it's, uh, it is a happy ending. I just... I pref- For a movie franchise that is so bleak, I think an ending that fits better is one where there is hope and not certainty. I disagree. That I mean, that's fine. It's preference. <laughs> what do you... Yeah. Right, what, so you like, the, you like the ending, then? Yes, I like it. It's, like I said, I like happy ending. I think... You're so cynical. You... It's not cynical. I just think it would have matched the tone of the franchise better. You are cynical. I think the whole point of like a, a bleak and dire, dour franchise is to have the happy ending. Not the whole point of it, obviously, but like a big part of it is to have a happy ending. It's a payoff. It's a bit of relief at the end and stuff. If it's just like, oh, maybe it worked out, I'd feel, I don't know, no, a I, I, short I think it worked out. That, I think. It worked out where it needed to work out. The world is healing and in a better place. There's a president that actually cares for people and is genuine and a good person. The world has been saved. I just wish that the movie is is very it, it, the movie. The movie, all of these movies, 
have always taught us that being a good person has horrible consequences and the whole uh, we spoke about it earlier the whole relationship with the two leads is is a relationship built off of trauma in a way um and i just think that like th like thematically it would have fit the tone of the franchise better to end it in a place of we we got what we could and we're we're content but there's just that little bit of extra thinking no i fully disagree with that i think when you've got a franchise that is so built upon dystopia and bleakness and just being in an absolute fucking dire situation uh finding a way to overcome that finding a way to overcome that trauma and then at the end having a, a life which is so much happier and better in comparison it's just nice that's fair. And that's good to me. That's, that's fair. Like I say, it does come down to preference. Like, you can't objectively say one thing is good or one thing is bad. I just... That's that's the no, way I, I would have preferred it. But if you... I can't say one <laughs> thing is good and one thing is bad. Oh, yes. I apologize. Nathan is the law <laughs> on movies. Yes, um, it is true. All right. Um, one last little thing. Okay. Hey, which gives Effie a little kiss. He does. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Little little mum and dad vibes. Yeah. You know? Effie, uh, Effie and Hamish there. Like we we didn't speak about Effie too much in these movies because I, I I also think the movie largely forgets that she was in them. Um, the second one does. The first one not so much. Yeah, yeah. She gets a little bit more to do in the first one. Um, yeah. I like that. By the end of it, she is able to like she's back in the capital, but she's more fulfilled doing a role that she can sleep at night doing. Yeah. Um, and she hasn't had to lose too much of herself. She still wants to wear her silly wigs and stuff. Um, yeah. And it hasn't. You know, she's 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 come out the other side a much better person. Um and I do like her acting like a prisoner in the first one. <laughs> yeah. And like <laughs> and he's like sliding the door across being like, You see, this goes both ways. You can open this from yeah. inside if you want. Yeah. Um yeah, I do like that. I just like that it must be such a culture shock <laughs> to her of being like, Whoa, yeah. what's this? <laughs> yeah, very funny. Um yeah, good, good little kiss. I like that. Overall, good franchise. Uh, kind of wobbles at the landing, but for the most part, pretty good. It's, yeah, starts really strong. It's serviceable enough to still have a very good time watching it all through. I am looking forward to reading and then watching The Hunger Games, A Ballad, A Songbird, and Snakes, whatever that is about. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there. So, No, me neither. I know that there's a young President Snow, and that's about it. I know that there's a... Young Rachel Zel Zelga, Ziegler, I think Zegler, Ziegler, Ziegler, well, whatever her name is. Yeah. There's her, and I know that like people on the internet don't like her for some reason because she's like, "Oh, Snow White's kind of dumb," and then they're like, "Well, fuck you." Yeah. She said, "She said Snow White's dumb," and then a, a thousand men go out of their chairs to remind us that they've always cared about Snow White. Um, yeah, because it's it's their franchise and they love yeah, it. Yeah, of course, of course. And they hate Disney until they want Disney's values to be upheld. I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's basically when woman says anything, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, fuck all those fucking idiots. <laughs> um, Nathan, all your mates. Let's do some recommendations. All right, then. Hit me with your recommendation stick, Lawrence. Here is my recommendation stick. Um, I have been watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. 
Ooh. Uh, a good show, a good, a good TV show uh, based off of. There was a movie in 2014 of the same name. Uh, Prove it. Well, I, I don't need to. You can look it up. Um, I'm not going. That's fine. I know it's there. So you'll have to trust me well, or live in ignorance. I will live in ignorance. That's fine. Um, but yeah, good movie. Um, but always was like, I think they've said this in like interviews and stuff. Uh, it always felt like there was so much potential. That that was a movie that they shot fucking like 50 hours of movie and they had to cut so much of it down to make to, for like the funniest bits. But they were like, the stuff that we got rid of, you, wow. you could fill a TV show. So that's exactly what they did. They took those concepts, put it into a TV show and it's a very good TV show, very well written and some of the best comedic performances that I've seen. Lovely. Yeah, go check it out. I think it's on it's on Disney+. Plus. It's also, for some reason, on BBC iPlayer, I think. Not sure what BBC iPlayer are doing, catching all these weird strays. But yeah, um, yeah, go watch it. It's a fun little show. I will not. <laughs> That's fine. Don't have to. <laughs> Nathan, hit me Nine. with your recommendation stick. Watcha. Ow. There you are. That felt like... What? A stick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Tell you what. Your recommendation. Oh, okay. You should have asked. I should have. Um, my recommendation is a holiday to Greece. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, I have a real one. My wow. recommendation is a YouTube video that I watched today. Okay. Okay. It's a documentary. Um, it is by Defunctland. Many people might have seen this. Um, and it's about who wrote the uh the disney channel theme song the little the little term that plays on the disney channel theme basically is that the um, one that goes dun 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 yeah that's the one i know it yeah yeah um have you seen the documentary i have not seen it no okay watch it because it is seriously one of the best things i've ever fucking seen in my life okay it is it is it's about an hour and a half uh long the video um but it is so it is so well made from like first of all like a filmmaking perspective it looks fucking amazing yeah. the the fucking twists that it takes along the fucking documentary the things that happen it's i'm not gonna spoil anything i will say i did get a little bit emotional towards the end um I, again i don't want to spoil anything because of how the documentary turns out i think it's so good and by the end of it i was i i there was a weird moment like occasionally when i watch like something really good i just like sit in silence at the end of it like certain movies that play like as the credits come, i'm just there just sat in silence just processing it for a moment the video had ended it had like gone on to the like coming up next scene on youtube and i was just there for a good few seconds just processing what i watched because it is it is so good it is one of the best things i've genuinely seen uh on youtube in quite a while um mm, fuck okay and i had a really good time watching it i definitely recommend it again it's so well made. It's so, the uh, guy Defense Land. I think his name's Kevin. He's such a good filmmaker, such a good documentarian. It's really, really good. I think I've I think I've seen some of his stuff before, but I don't think I've ever sat down to to watch something. You'll have definitely seen some of his stuff, like pop up on your recommended. They're very popular. Another big one he did was um, the history of like Disney Parks Fast Pass um, and stuff like that. That one comes up quite a lot, did and he, that's did also he do very the, good. The, it's either the origins of the Wilhelm scream or the the Roblox death sound effect or something. No, that's H Bomber guy. That's ah, okay. One. That's someone else. Yeah, there's a whole little club of them guys, just making like incredibly niche but somehow very hard hitting, impactful works. 
It's, it's genuinely amazing. Genuinely okay. very good stuff. Had a Lovely. great time with it. Lovely stuff. All right. Well, I will check that out. That actually does sound very, very cool. Um, and I bet you don't. whilst I'm checking that out, what people at home can be doing, Nathan, uh, is uh, going over and giving us a little follow on our on our social medias on Twitter uh, at Another Happy Pod, where new episodes of this show uh, come out every single Friday at 10 a.m. On Twitter? They don't come out on Twitter, but they'll they'll hear about them on Twitter. Okay, we'll do a little post. I'm look. I haven't done this in two weeks. I'm really finding my footing back into it. Um, and then also they can give us a little review on your podcast platform of choice. There is likely a little review uh, thing where you can press five stars and maybe leave us a little comment. I think you can leave a comment on Apple. I don't think you can on Spotify. I think that's how it works. I have no idea. I don't use no. Spotify. That's fair. Um, but yeah, do that. That'd be much appreciated. Um, and then also while you're there, um, you can tweet at Nathan and ask him to tell you a bit more uh, about the other podcasts that we do. Or I could just ask him now and save everyone sending a tweet. Yeah, don't tweet me. Don't at me. Um, but yes, you can at Still Got Legs Pod. Is that it? On yeah. Twitter? I don't fucking know. Uh, oh, yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? It really has. <laughs> I think it's at Still Got Legs Pod, mate. No, it is, yeah. It's at Still Got Legs Pod on Twitter. Um, and again, that's our other podcast where we talk about Doctor Who. Um, what do I say? I don't know. So it's a podcast. There's a link below. Go listen to it, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and next week, we're going to be doing this. Brad. Tammy. Fender. Brenda. Sketch. Shelly. IQ. Luann. Joey. Mikey. Vicky. Jesse, Darla, Holly, Noreen, Doreen, and I'm Link. Wahoo. Um, Wahoo. Like, Wahoo. It's not Mario. It's but not yes, Mario. Still sounds like a fun time. Um, either way, I reckon. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, you normally play the thing. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.